Welcome to the Encounters Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Dopp, and on each episode, you will hear powerful stories of one-on-one evangelization, brought to you as a collaboration between Mission of the Redeemer Ministries and Genesis Mission, the Encounters Podcast will encourage you in the Catholic faith, inspire you as a missionary disciple, and equip you to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world. Welcome back, everybody, to the Encounters Podcast. We're here today with Michelle, and it's great to have you with us. How are you? Very good. Thank you, Michael. It's been We've been having a heat wave in England, so uh, not quite like you have over there, but it's been really lovely just lately, so... Yeah, and I had my I had my son's graduation yesterday, so I was a very proud mum. He graduated at Bristol University, so after three years of a lot of hard work, so it was a really great day. Good for him. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Wonderful. Wonderful. We're good. You've had good weather, and you've got exciting events going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. What's God? What's God been doing in England these days? God is well. We exist because He exists, obviously. So He's doing everything, isn't He? <laughs> He is. Teaching us continually. Yeah, what can I say? Tell me one thing that he's done through an encounter recently. Well, I'm going to tell you today, Michael, about a very a very simple but beautiful little encounter that I had very recently, just a random encounter. It was Saturday afternoon, and I was walking through a very small mall. There's literally only three or four shops in this mall. And as I walked through, I noticed in one of the kind of recesses, a man who was lying on the ground and he was obviously in distress. He was quite a big man. Hmm. And, you know, that kind of thing just takes you by surprise, doesn't it? Because there was other people around and no one seemed to be taking any notice of what was going on. So I think it's just when there's something extraordinary is happening. People can't kind of process it. So anyway, so I see him and, and, and he's going... Uh, I can't take any more. I've had enough. Hell, I just, I just don't know what to do. I can't cope, and all this. And he's, he's lying on the ground, and he's kind of clutching his head, and sort of rolling around a bit. And I was like, oh my goodness! So I went over to him, and I knelt down on the floor, and I said, you know, basically what you do. Hello, hello, are you okay? My name's Michelle. I will start with that. I say, are you okay? What's happened? And he just carried on. Oh, I can't cope anymore. He said, there's no one to take care of me. No one at home. No one looks after me. He said, I just can't deal with life anymore like this. Now, I I had, a, you know, I kind of looked at him. He looked he in, in as much as trying to assess whether he'd hurt himself or anything like that. And he seemed to be all in one piece. Big man, as I say but obviously very distressed. So I said, what's your name? And he told me his name was Richard. And I said, Richard, uh, can I hold your hand? And he said, yeah, yeah. And he gave me his hand. So I'm holding his hand. I'm saying, tell me what's happened, Richard. Why, what, what, what's happened? He said, life's just too much. I don't know what to do. I can't, I can't cope anymore. Uh, and I said, okay, stay calm. I said, I'm here now. I'm going to sit with you now. I said, I'm going to call an ambulance because you need some help. Um, because basically I didn't know what really what to do with this with this man you know and but I knew that I, I I had to get him to a safe place and so um, I thought an ambulance is the best bet I said I'm going to call an ambulance and uh, and they'll come and I'm going to stay with you and talk to you until they come and he goes no 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 he said don't call an ambulance he said they'll tell me off they'll tell me that I shouldn't I'm making a fuss and drawing attention to myself 
And so I gathered from that that this has happened before because it, it suggested to me that there must be a mental illness problem here perhaps with this man you know and he's obviously obviously very distressed and feeling very desperate which was my main concern I was really really like upset for him so I kind of stroke in his hand and he and I said to him tell me about your who's at home he said there's no one at home there's a neighbor she's very kind but there's no one who really takes care of me I've been in hospital a few times and they try and help me but eventually they just let me out and I don't know what to do and there's a and I said, look, okay, you're here now and you're okay and I'm here and I'm going to stay with you. I said, Richard, I said, I'd really like to say a little prayer with you. Is that okay? It might help you to calm down. He said, oh, yes, yes, I'd like that. I'd really like that. You're still wailing and thrashing about a bit. So I start to pray and he starts to go really still and he's like, gets really calm I'm thinking to myself, thanks, Holy Spirit. This is like a miracle. You know, I've never seen, I have actually seen prayer have that effect once before on someone who was very distressed, but it was quite astounding. So I'm thinking, thank you, Holy Spirit. And then he says to me, in my bag, he said, there's a Bible. He said, get, get my Bible out. I'm thinking, oh, wonderful. So I say, I, I get pull out the Bible and I say, Richard, tell me what's your favorite bit of the bible i said let's read one of the psalms and he goes yes he said i like the psalm that goes uh, the lord is my shepherd i shall not want and i said okay and i said I, I know where that is and i i found the psalm for him so i'm kneeling on the ground now and and i'm reading this psalm to him and he comes over completely still as he's listening to this psalm this miraculous effect of these words from holy scripture and eventually he pulls himself up into the sitting position. Now, by this time, in fact, at the point that I'd started praying, a little crowd had gathered because people saw this man distressed. They start to realize now that somebody needs help. And a crowd has gathered around me. So they can see the effect of the prayer and the scripture on this man. <laughs> and it was just the most amazing thing because the witness, although it was between... I was aware of the people, but I was only focused fully on the man in front of me. But I was aware that the people were just hushed in silence while this was going on. And it was just the most beautiful witness. And eventually, uh, Richard became calm and we were able to talk in a, in a normal way. And I said, look, the ambulance people are going to they'll they'll listen to your story they'll help you they'll they'll take you where you need to be it might be that your medication needs sorting out and that kind of thing and he said oh yes yes thank you sister he kept saying thank you sister i'm just you know <laughs> like he said you just came along at the right time and you've really helped me know this and i thought i just praised god and thanked him for what had happened and for all the people around who were just like astonished i think at what happened it was amazing yeah, you should have you should have turned around and preached a homily right there, Michelle. Right, well, to be honest, they witnessed it. I didn't really need to do anything yeah. more than that. It was wonderful. So what a gift day eh? on a normal shopping day. But, you know, the thing is, Michael, it is the first thing if someone's distressed in my heart is pray. They need prayer. I, I can't help this. I can't fix this person. I have nothing much to offer in my own self but I have the best thing possible to offer in offering to pray. And, you know, in the Genesis sessions, we teach about missionary vigilance, missionary attitude and missionary intention. And we just carry it with us the whole time. We, we carry with us the panacea to every human 
problem, every ill that people carry in their spirit that affects their physical life. So that's what we give. It's beautiful, isn't it? And it's so simple. Were you already praying in your heart as you oh, were talking my, to as him? As soon as I saw him and I went over there, the prayer starts. Yeah, it's just it kicks in very, very quickly because I know that I need help. But then you asked him if you could pray for him or pray yeah, with him. Yeah, I say I, I would like to. Is that OK? I always offer prayer, propose it, not impose it, obviously. But I think the first the first thing is for, for me, uh, and maybe it's my way, but it's, it's this physical, the human physical contact of someone who is in distress to hold their hand, you know, fairly tightly to stroke their skin and say, it's going to be OK. You're going to be OK. Now I'm going to get you the help that you need and I'm going to stay with you until that help comes. I suppose... You know, we do unto others as we'd want done unto ourselves. And for me, that that's so important, that sort of comfort. So so that's the first thing. And then, you know, obviously, I need to, wanted to calm, make him calm and feel comforted in his spirit. And so the prayer then was, was the obvious thing to offer. And then when he said, get the Bible, I was just like, oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. You know, it was just beautiful. I'm just wondering if there's a, if there's a story of how god got you there were you planning on going shopping like did your plans change in some way that you just happened to be at that moment that was just an ev everyday encounter michael because you pray in the morning lord bring me someone who i can share you with he, he bring puts you in the the situation where you are there at the time now the thing is you can see that the holy spirit has already been working there because somebody has already planted the seed that the gospel and the holy scripture is what is going to get you through life. That's going to help you in your times of deepest distress. So that has already been planted in that man by someone else, by another Christian who's, who's obviously done that for him. So I'm then, you know, taking my little bit of the journey of the accompaniment for him uh, along the way. So the Holy Spirit is working all the time, you know, and, and uh, through many, 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 many people. He brings it all together when, when the time is right. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful demonstration of how we don't do this alone because he's working in so many places. Well, and I think as a corollary to that, that it happens like when you least expect it. Like it's not, you're, you can't plan for that. You just, you have to be ready. So you just have to be ready at any moment that you go around a corner and all of a sudden the situation is right there for you. And you have to be prepared, Michael, that we're all busy people. And I, it's rare that I, I would I really don't have a lot of time to wander about. I, and, and in fact, that morning, we go and do our outreach. You know, uh, Saturday mornings, we go and set up in the in the city centre and offer the refreshments. Remember me telling you. So that day I had mm -hmm. to go and buy bacon because we didn't have enough. Uh, so you're right. Oh. I was actually on a mission to get the bacon for the outreach. But you have to be prepared to stop. You have to be prepared to put your own agenda aside in favor of somebody else because that's quite hard to do sometimes because we get very intent on our own needs or our little mission, our, our mission within the mission. Uh, and, and you have to shove it all aside and say, no, it's about the human person in front of me or the person in distress or the person, you know, who, who crosses my path and give them the time. And often that will go through your head oh, no, I haven't got time for this. They're exactly the times when you have to slow down and listen. Yeah. You know, I was just listening to a podcast this morning by Bishop Barron, and he was it was a talk that he gave. 
and he was going through the true good and beautiful and he was he was making a distinction between liking and loving and he said you know the thing about liking something is that it's about me it's about what i get from it it's about that it delights me and pleases me so it's egocentric but love the ego we have to overcome our own ego we have to set our ego aside it's not about us it's a, it's not about our good which is what liking something is it's about the good yeah. of the other that's what true love is so setting aside our time and even you know even going over and holding the man's hands i mean you don't you're holding his hand you don't know the guy and you know some people be a bit nervous about that but it's not about you it's about him and his good at that moment for sure so it's setting aside our own needs and schedules and comfort levels for the sake of the other absolutely and the genesis sessions we often hear oh i need more courage i'm praying to become you know braver and more and and i'll say to them you know it's not more courage you need it's more love it's more love because love will conquer any fear you know love will turn you into a tigress for the beloved no matter what your disposition is whether you consider yourself to be introverted or you know extrovert or or whatever it is when you realize it's not about you it's about your love for christ and for his people then oh my goodness nothing gets in the way nothing you know you're, you're willing to risk it for love you know it's just it's just how we interpret love you know the real meaning of authentic true authentic love as jesus came to teach us love and truth they have to go together once they're separated love becomes just a mushy mess what did jesus teach us love is michelle he taught us that love is sacrificial and pretty much, Michael, what you just said. Love is for is an, is an outpouring. It doesn't hold anything back for itself. It is in total giving to the object of your love or the person of your love who is Christ. Who, who is love? Who is love? He puts the love in us. He is love itself. And any any time we need to remind be reminded of that, it's just to meditate on the crucifixion. That's an awesome thing to to quietly ponder. Amen. Uh, Michelle, thanks again, as always, for the love you've shown for the least of our brothers and sisters. But thanks for sharing the story with us too. Thank you, Michael. It's a privilege as always. Thank you for listening to the Encounters podcast. We'd love to reach more people with these stories of encounter. You can help us make this happen by leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts, or by sharing this episode with a friend. Be part of getting the word out so that more Catholics can be inspired and equipped to be missionary disciples. God bless you.